0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. I'm reading from the New International Version of the Bible, Mark chapter 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of His disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord needs it, and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying that colt? They answered, Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit on it. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples all heard him say it. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves, and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him, because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from its roots Peter then remembered and said to Jesus, "'Rabbi, look! The fig tree you cursed has withered!' "'Have faith in God,' Jesus answered. "'Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, "'Go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, "'but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. "'Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, "'believe that you have received it, and it will be yours.' And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you of your sins. They arrived again in Jerusalem, and while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and who gave you authority to do this? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism. Was it from heaven or of human origin? Tell me. They then discussed it among themselves and said, If we say it's from heaven, he will ask, Then why didn't you believe him? But if we say it's of human origin, they feared the people, for everyone held that John was really a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I'm doing all of these things. This chapter begins just four days before the crucifixion of Jesus. And it covers the period of time that we call the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Starting in verse 8, Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead of Jesus and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And so this was what we refer to as Palm Sunday. The Gospel of Mark says they spread branches, but one of the other Gospels specifies palm branches. And so the palm branches were a symbol that were known in first century Jerusalem as a representative symbol that spoke of the uh, Messiah who the Jews believed was a political leader who was coming to lead them in the overthrow of the Roman government and to get the yoke of bondage off of the nation of Israel. And so when they spread palm branches before Jesus, they were declaring Him to be the Messiah. But it wasn't a sign for peace. It was a sign for war. They were receiving Jesus as the uh, the king of the kingdom of heaven that had been prophesied. And in their understanding, that meant the overthrow of the Roman government. So these were very dangerous things to do. And the priests recognized these symbols as being inflammatory to the people. But they also said these words, "'Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David.'" So in making these declarations, they were declaring Jesus to be the Messiah. But their declaration, in their minds, they were declaring him to be their king. And they were expecting him to usher in the Messianic kingdom right there on the spot. And so this um, Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry, it was very significant. And the day that this occurred was four days before Passover. Now, in the Exodus account, the Lord had instructed the people to select a lamb, examine it, for four days, and then on the fourth day to uh, sacrifice the lamb for the Passover celebration. This was Lamb Selection Day in Israel. These events were occurring on Lamb Selection Day in Israel. So this was the very day that the religious Jewish people would be selecting the lamb that they were going to examine for four days. They would bring it in, begin to examine it for spot or blemish, and then ultimately it would be sacrificed on Passover. Unbeknownst to the people that were proclaiming Jesus as the Messiah, they were also saying he's the Lamb of God, selected from the foundation of the world to be sacrificed on Passover. So they knew it was Lamb Selection Day. They knew they believed Jesus was the Messiah. They did not recognize the significance of proclaiming him as the Messiah on Lamb Selection Day, and these things did not become apparent until after his crucifixion. But this indeed was Palm Sunday. This indeed was the triumphal entry, Jesus entering into Jerusalem to the accolades of the people. And this was indeed Lamb Selection Day for Jesus the lamb selected from the foundation of the world to be sacrificed for the sins of all mankind. And so during these next four days, he was to be examined by both the people, the religious leaders, and also the uh, civil leaders of Rome. And he was found without flaw, without spot or blemish, without sin. Now in this chapter, he has an encounter with the priests in the temple who are once again buying and selling things in the temple courts. So verse 15, on reaching Jerusalem... Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves, and he would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers? Now I want to pause in the context Jesus was talking about, the house was the temple, this was the temple of um, Solomon that had been rebuilt by Zerubbabel and added on to by King Herod. This was the very temple that Jesus was standing in the temple courts of, and he referred to it as my house. He was um, quoting a prophecy from Isaiah chapter 56 that says, my house, the temple, would be called a house of prayer for all nations. Now, I want to ask you, friends, when has this occurred? When has the temple in Jerusalem been a house of prayer for all nations. And the answer to that question is, as far as we know, this has not come to pass. But we live in a very interesting season of time. Even as I record this message and speak to you, there is a reconstituted Sanhedrin in Israel that was formed some 14 years ago with the intent of establishing the third temple. And the third temple, their vision, part of their vision for the third temple is that it would indeed be called a house of prayer for all nations, that all nations would be invited to come there and worship the God of the Bible, the God of Israel. And of course, the Sanhedrin does not recognize Jesus yet as their Messiah, but they do recognize that Christians— are part of the same family of faith in that we accept the the old testament and the god of the old testament as being the god of heaven and earth and so this third temple their vision is that it will indeed be known as a house of prayer for all nations normally you hear this applied to churches being a house of prayer for all nations and you can make that case but biblically it's talking about the temple in jerusalem jesus goes on to speak of praying in faith He says, have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. Now, he's not literally saying we should be casting mountains into the sea. This is a bit of religious hyperbole, but he is saying that what you ask for in prayer, You need to believe that God is a a God who answers prayer and rewards those who pray. You must believe that He does these things to receive what you're praying for. And so um, the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. This is along those same lines. Without faith to believe your prayer, don't expect God to answer your prayer. And He goes on to say, We must all walk in forgiveness to be forgiven. He says, When you stand praying, If you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So he makes it conditional for the forgiveness of our sins that we forgive others who sin against us. And so, Heavenly Father, this morning I want to pray and thank you for Jesus, the Lamb of God, who was slain from the foundation of the world. Lord, I pray that indeed your house of prayer in Jerusalem would become a house of prayer for all nations. And if indeed the Sanhedrin is to build the third temple, Lord, may it become a house of prayer for all nations to usher in the Messiah. Lord, I also pray for myself and those that are listening. If we have anything against anyone, Lord, in Jesus' name, we now forgive them. Lord, forgive us as we've forgiven them, according to your word. Release us as we've released them. Lord, you said if we don't release forgiveness to them, you'll not release forgiveness to us. But we do forgive them as much as we're able to now, in Jesus' name. Lord, we forgive. Help any unforgiveness we have. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. And always...